just uh, remind you that we do tape our services, and they're available for a donation of a dollar. We give them free to shut-ins, so if you know of a shut-in that needs one, we'd be glad to give you one. Hallelujah. If you would open your Bibles with me this morning to Matthew chapter 15. Matthew chapter 15. Starting at verse 29. Matthew 15, verse 29. And Jesus departed from there, skirted the Sea of Galilee, and went up on the mountain and sat down there. Then great multitudes came to him, having with them those who were lame, blind, mute, maimed, and many others. And they laid them down at Jesus' feet, and he healed them. So the multitude marveled when they saw the mute speaking, the maimed made whole, the lame walking, and the blind seeing. And they glorified the God of Israel. Heavenly Father, we ask that you would add your blessing to the reading of the word this morning. And Lord, we're expecting something great and marvelous to take place. We serve a mighty God. We serve a God who can do anything. We serve a God who is well able. We serve a God who is compassionate and loving. And God, I believe that you're here in power this morning. I believe that you're here to minister to the hearts of each person. And I pray, God, that uh, as we break this word of life, that the Holy Spirit might have full rule and reign in our midst, and that, God, you would be glorified, that we might uh, be uh, just your servants, that we might stand back out of your way, that we might allow you to work in a way that you so desire to work, and that, God, your blessings, your hand would be upon each of us, and that our ears would be opened, our hearts opened to what the word is saying. God, anoint now this pastor in Jesus' name. Amen. As we look at the scripture here, Jesus had been uh, with his disciples to the north uh, of uh, Israel. He'd been up around Tyre and Sidon. He'd been in the, he'd also gone over and into the area of the Decapolis. And uh, Jesus seems to have returned to a, for a short time anyway, to the scene of his earlier labors in Galilee. Uh, his open public ministry had almost ceased at this time, until this time, and uh, the miracles, for the most part, had been rare. And only a, he'd only performed them in response to some special uh, appeals. But we have here one last occasion for a widespread healing as he's on his way back to Jerusalem. And so we find here, first of all, the Lord's purpose. It says he went up on a mountain and he sat down there. The mountain is the same mountain that he had
preached from earlier, that he'd taught from earlier. He'd now found his way back to this mountain. He now uh, goes up there on the mountain and he seated himself preparing for further teaching. I believe this was his aim. That uh, is what seems to be indicated here by his deliberately sitting down. That's what it seems to imply. But this is not what the people had in mind. The people seem to have something else in mind. They were anxious for bodily healings. And like most of us, they were so much more anxious to receive something in the here and now rather than the hereafter. <laughs> they're, uh, they're looking for a blessing today rather than the blessings of eternity. They, they want something for here and now. And we find that uh, people really had a lot of trouble. First of all, there was bodily distress. And it's worthy to note that in all of these cases, these diseases uh, represent, that they seem to represent body, body organ that are not functioning right and not something like uh, a fever or uh, leprosy or pleurisy or uh, palsy or something like that. It was an organ that was not functioning right. Maybe the, uh, the, he was maimed, he'd been hurt, crippled. Uh, his, or, his arms or legs... Uh, and it says they were lame, and maybe they'd been uh, hurt in some accident or something. Or maybe they were born that way, with one leg shorter than another. And it seems that uh, these cases were difficult to treat. They're not, you know, it's easy to go up and, uh, and pray for someone with a fever and, uh, or an inward disease that you can't see, and you pray for that, and, and uh, you know... But these were outward things that everybody was going to look at. Everybody was going to notice it. Everybody was going to be able to see it. And uh, so it's worthy to note that, and it's also worthy to note that uh, there was a variety of needs. They differ one from another considerably, yet they brought everyone to Jesus. You see, Jesus is not a specialist, not like the doctors today. You know, if, uh, if you've got a uh, throat problem, you go to an ear, nose, and throat specialist. If you've got a, a foot problem, you go to a foot doctor. Uh, what, what do they call them? A podiatrist. I can't even pronounce some of the names of these specialists. But there, there's all these doctors that's got a specialty today. But you know, it doesn't matter what's, what your problem is this morning. It really doesn't. No matter what your problem might be, Jesus is well able to take care of it. Amen? He is able to take care of all diseases. Doesn't matter what they came there with. Uh, they, they come bringing them up the mountain with all kinds of things here. And he healed them. Doesn't say he turned anyone away. 
Hallelujah. Uh, and, the, and then the next thing here I notice is, uh, and it's well worth noticing, is this brotherly sympathy that's going on. The people brought their afflicted friends. They come leading the blind. They come carrying the lame. Uh, they come uh, helping them up the steep, broken uh, mountain paths to get them to Jesus. Some of them may have traveled uh, long distances, but they were making an effort to bring these people and they would lay them at the feet of Jesus. And I believe that that's a godly spirit that people would help others that are in need. In fact, I, I believe that's a, one of the spirits that's missing in the world today. I, I can remember when my dad, uh, when I was young, he, he was a farmer, and they'd have thrashing bees. And all the farmers get together and they go and maybe uh, thrash Brother uh, Gill's crop today. And then the next day they'd move over to another farm and they'd do it over there. And uh, everyone would work on making sure that everybody's crops were taken care of. I think that we need some of that kind of a unity, some of that kind of a, uh, a spirit today that, hey, it says that if there's someone in the church that's uh, hurting, then we should all hurt. And I believe that that spirit that was motivating these people to bring their friends who were maimed and lame and blind, and, and, and it wasn't easy to carry some of those up those steep mountain uh, paths. It wasn't easy to lead them around, uh, to take care of them. But they were going out of their way because they, they knew that Jesus was the answer. And I think we need to see some of that spirit at work in the churches today. Hallelujah. Psalm 142 and verse 4 says, For there is no one who uh, acknowledges me. Refuge has failed me. No one cares for my soul. No one cares for my soul. What a, what a terrible thing. And yet the world is full of people that feel that way. We have teenagers that today, one of the number one causes of death is suicide amongst teenagers. Why is that? People taking their lives, people taking overdoses of drugs and so forth, drugging themselves up. They can't stand to face reality because they just feel that no one cares. Be honest with me. How many here today would, would say, I felt that way myself at times? I know what that is. You see, the world is full of people out there, and all they need to know is someone cares. And I want to tell you something. Jesus cares. 
Jesus cares what happens to you. I care. I believe that as a church, that's one of the good qualities that this church has. It's one that we need to cultivate even more, but it's one of the good qualities of this church. And that's why I find it such a joy to serve as your pastor, because I, I, I love to see people that care, not just say it with their mouth, but care, actually do something. Amen? Aren't you glad that someone cared for you? You know, some, somewhere, one day, you were in trouble. And because someone cared for you, they brought you to Jesus. Oh, what a glorious day that was. Maybe you were a drunkard. And you had a habit that just had a hold on you you didn't know what to do with. And someone just loved you right into the kingdom of God. Stinky old alcohol and all. Amen? Maybe you had some other bad habits that weren't so good either. But they loved you anyway with the love whereby Christ had loved them. Let me ask you, where do you think you'd be today if, if someone hadn't have cared for your soul? If someone hadn't have taken time to, to come and speak to you about Jesus, where would we be? I hate to think about it. I hate to think where I would be today if someone hadn't have taken time to tell me about Jesus. I was talking to Bert the other day about that. I don't know, Bert. I don't know where we'd be. <laughs> I don't even want to think about it. I'm so glad someone cared about me. And these people in this scripture we're reading had a, a real desire to see their friends touched by Jesus. You know, if you can't help a person, the least you can do is bring them to Jesus where they can get help. Amen? That's the least we can do. And then we see here the grace of our Lord. The response was ready and sufficient. In verse 30 there it says he healed them. He healed them. Doesn't matter what disease they had, he healed them. And I, I imagine some of them, they, they almost look like impossible cases. But Jesus healed them. Amen? Hallelujah. No qualifications, no limitations. No ex exceptions. Everyone. And my Bible says that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. 
Amen? If he did it for those people, then he'll do it for you today. Isn't that great? Doesn't matter what, what you've got ailing you. Doesn't matter what problem you've got. If you'll bring it to Jesus, Jesus will take care of it. That's just the way he is. He doesn't say, well, no, wait a minute. Get your life straightened out and I'll take care of it. I, I don't read that in that scripture, do you? Some of these were probably rotten old sinners. Some of them probably didn't smell too good, didn't look too good. Doesn't matter. He just reached down and touched them. He healed them in response to their efforts to come. Amen? Ah, I'm telling you, this is, this is good stuff here. Hallelujah. So I see that uh, healing, it's, it's worthy of note that healing is really at the heart of his ministry. Let's take a look at some other scriptures. Luke 4, and I'd like to, like to have you follow along. Luke 4, if, you, if you're just sitting there with your hand on a pew, reach for a Bible, okay? Luke 4, and verse 18. Jesus is speaking and he says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. That's why he came as Christ. That's what he was anointed to do. Uh, turn to John 10. John 10, verse 37. If I do not do the works of my Father, do not believe me. But if I do... Though you do not believe me, believe the works that you may know and believe that the Father is in me and I in him. This was living proof that Jesus Christ was God, that God was in him and he was in God, that they were one. He said, if you don't believe me, then believe the works. Look at John 14. Verse 10. Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father in me? The words that I speak to you I do not speak of my own authority, 
but the Father who dwells in me does the works. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father in me, or else believe me for the sake of the works themselves. These healings that were taking place on this mountainside could not have been done by any other power than the power of God. And where the power of God is, there will be manifestations, there will be healings. And there's people today that will try to tell you that healings is not for today. Miracles are not for today. That they ceased in the time when the Bible was completed. However, I don't believe that. I believe that Jesus is still healing. I believe that he is still doing the same work then as he does now. And he said that the works that I do, you shall do, and greater, because I go to my Father. He has given us authority to do the same work. He said, go and lay hands on the sick, and they'll die. Is that right? They're going to get healed. Praise God, they're going to get healed. How many of you believe that? Oh, come on now. I, I, I'm, I'm going I'm I'm to lay one on you now. We raise our hand. We say, I believe that if I go and lay hands on the sick that they're going to get healed. If you really believe that, you'd be out here laying hands on everybody you could come in touch with that had, a, had a, a, a lame body or something, wouldn't you? We say we believe it, but we don't do it. And the Spirit of the Lord is upon me that I might preach the acceptable year of the Lord. This is the time. This is the day. This is when you can get saved. This is when you can get healed. Amen? I believe that that same spirit that was in Jesus Christ is in us. Amen. We are God's representative here on this earth, and we're to go forth in that same power. You know, the problem is we lay hands on someone, and they don't get healed, and we get discouraged. Amen. But I believe the healings are still taking place. But for whenever we gather together, it says, where two or three are gathered together in my name, there I will be in your midst. Do you believe Jesus is here this morning? All right, then, if he's here, he's here to heal. Not only is he here to heal, but if you'll notice the next few verses, verse 32 through the end of the chapter, he was also there to feed, to take care of their physical needs. These people had been with him for three days, and he said, I'm not going to send them away hungry. And they said, well, wait a minute. We don't have enough money to buy food for that many people. There's 4,000 men there. 
plus women and children. I've been trying to figure out how much it's going to cost us for ice cream alone. And all they had was what? Seven? Seven loaves and a few little fish. He said, that's enough. He took the very thing that they had and he multiplied it. And he fed the multitude. And there was enough, plenty. There was some left over. They took up how many baskets full? Seven baskets full. And it doesn't, in mine it says seven large baskets. Seven large baskets full of food. You see, Jesus is interested in the whole man. He's not only interested in your physical well-being, he's interested in every part of your life. He's interested in the spiritual, he's interested in the physical, he's interested whether you've got enough to eat, he's interested to know that you're, you're in good health. Jesus cares about you this morning. Amen. And I believe that he's here to take care of our needs. I don't believe Jesus ever sends anyone away empty. They had uh, gone to a great length of trouble to bring all these people. They'd stayed around for three days. Maybe that's the reason they got blessed. They forgot about the fact that they it was lunchtime. They stayed there three days. Most of us, pastors, three minutes to twelve, let's cut it off. <laughs> Amen? Praise God. They were there, and they were going to get something from Jesus. How many of you would like to have something from Jesus this morning? Hallelujah. I want, I want you to notice the results here. The results were twofold. First of all, they were amazed. It says they marveled. The multitude marveled. Why'd they marvel? Isn't that what they came for? Isn't it, isn't it something? We come to Jesus expecting a healing, and when he heals us, we marvel. That's right. Don't be too hard on those people, because, you know, I do the same thing. I pray, and when, when God answers the prayer, I go, ah! How many of you do that? You know why? Because the results is always more than you expected. Better. Amen. And these people had expected some results, but not on the magnitude in which they were getting it. Man, he, he just did a... Everyone that came to him there, everyone they laid in front of him, got healed. Wow! 
Then on top of it, he feeds them all. They were well taken care of, weren't they? And the second result was that they began to praise God. You know, when you see just how great Jesus is, you can't help but praise God. Amen? It becomes spontaneous. <clears throat> well, for all you time watchers, it's 12 o'clock. Jesus is here. And you came to church this morning because you had a need. Now, whether that need was to just be fed in the Spirit or whether that need was that you could be healed in the body and your needs are many in variety, just like it was here. And maybe one of you is just going to have to get a hold of an arm of a friend there that's too timid to come up by themselves and bring them up. You're going to have to forget about lunch for a few minutes. Jesus will feed you. Don't worry about it. And just come up. And I'm going to have the elders come up here and stand next to me, and we're going to pray for you this morning. Amen. We're going to see some, some miraculous things take place. How many believe that? Jesus is here. Amen. Let's have the elders up here first. Hallelujah. <laughs>